Welcome back to the Gathering Place of All Nations. On Sunday, March 5th, Pastor Patty Wallace talked about the birth of this church and asked us a vital question. Are we hungry? Oh, God is so good, isn't he? I hope you're expecting... Oh, I hope you are really getting your expectors up. It's really an honor for me to be here with you, and I know Dr. Russ and Pastor Maeve would have absolutely have loved to be here with you, but I get to be here with you, so I'm happy about that because it's really an honor and a privilege. This was the first baby that was birthed through the revival meetings that Dr. Russ had come up to do, and I know you guys have heard the story. You know, he had $300 in his car. That was it. And he came, and just to do a couple meetings, because he received an invitation from, from uh, Pastor John and Pastor Victoria, a divine connection. And you know, I was in Ashland just about a week or so ago, and I couldn't, I was thinking about that moment. What if Pastor John had never issued the invitation? Can you imagine? My life's been touched. Your life's been touched. Not just because of a man or a woman, but because the Lord Jesus Christ. God the Father chooses to use vessels like you and me. Can you believe it? Sometimes I'm just amazed. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, if you can do that through me. But they just were open in the Ponderosa restaurant to issue an invitation. There was no gathering place. There was just a hunger. They were somewhere else, planted of the Lord. But they had a hunger for the more. I want to ask you, where's your hunger this morning? For the more of the Lord. They were hungry. And you know what they saw? I'm sorry, I'm probably going to yell a little bit this morning. Pretend like it's my husband preaching. He gets loud. They saw more. When they saw Dr. Russ, they saw more. When they saw Dr. Russ, they saw fire. When they saw Dr. Russ, they saw the mantle of the prophetic upon his life. And there was something inside of them that was just screaming for the more. They've never stopped screaming for the more. That's why we honor them in this place this morning. What about you? Where's your cry? Where's your cry for the more? Because we can't stop here. Has it been amazing? Yes. Has it been awesome? Yes. Has God done something tremendous in your life in this place? Yes. Have we built an altar again and again and again in this place? Yes. Oh, but there's more. I want to tell you that there's more this morning. There's such a yearning. And if there hadn't been an invitation for the man of God to come, you wouldn't be sitting here. What kind of invitation are you issuing this morning? Because, you know, God likes to be invited into where you are. He likes to be invited into your home, into your heart, into your family, into your, your realm of influence. He wants to be invited. 
that one invitation changed, I believe, the course of even this nation. Because we are planted here as revivalists. We are planted here as revivalists. And do you know that with invitation and the acceptance of an invitation, God is inviting you. We don't just invite him. He invites you. But with the acceptance of an invitation, there comes in to a place of closer communion, relationship. I want to talk to you about that this morning. God is burning something in the hearts of his people right now. I'm going to start in John 15, verse 16. And I was sitting upon, and this is the Amplified classic version that I'm going to read this morning. I was sitting upon my bed, and I saw something, actually my, my couch, I was spending time with the Lord, and I saw something that the Lord was speaking to me for 2023. And I saw the trunk of a tree, and it was the vine, and I knew it was Jesus. He is the vine, and we are the branches. That means you're reaching out. You're reaching out. And I saw the vine, and what I saw in the vine was I was entwined in the vine. And I felt like the, and I could see myself, my person, my body, as as coming into oneness with this vine and just sort of branching out. If there's a prophetic artist here, that would be an amazing thing to paint. But I saw this, and I was, I was just entwined with the, the vine, just a oneness, my person, right melting in to this trunk. And the Lord was speaking to me about how apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. Oh, I love it. You guys know the word. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Do you want to do something for Jesus? Then we have to be entwined with him. We have to be consumed with him. I'm telling you, he wants to do more with you than you have ever conceived of. But what his invitation is right now is for more of him. Because apart from him, you can do nothing. But I believe that in this next season, we are going to be so consumed with the love and the passion of Jesus Christ. We are going to be so consumed with that consuming fire that we can't help, we can't help but grow because we're going to be consumed. I was on the plane the other day, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, I don't want a consumer church because how many of you know we can be pretty good consumers? He said, I want a consumed church, consumed with him, not coming in with that mentality of, of just what you can feed me or how you can satisfy my needs or will he do all that? Absolutely. 
oh, but he wants to consume you. Consume you. Turn to somebody and say, be consumed with the consuming fire. Hallelujah. Verse 16 in John 15 says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And I want to say that to you as an individual. I want to say that to you as a church. You are chosen, particularly pointed out and set aside. There's a massive responsibility that comes with that. Oh, but what a massive privilege. Say, I'm chosen. I pray that God would put such a revelation of that upon you. That you are particularly selected. You are particularly appointed. You are particularly called out. You are particularly invited. Do you hear the invitation of the Lord? Invitation. You are appointed. You are chosen. I have chosen you and I have appointed you. I have planted you that you might go and bear fruit and keep on bearing. You guys have borne a lot of fruit in 22 years. It's been amazing. All the lives that have been changed. I believe this region has been impacted in its municipality. I believe the kingdom of heaven has penetrated even to the kingdom of earth, that you've infiltrated the governmental system. I believe that families have impacted and youth have been impacted. I believe that there has been so many strategic prayer meetings, more than you can ever count in 22 years. The intercession that has gone forth, the pulling down of heaven to earth. And I'm going to tell you, keep on, keep on, keep on bearing because you are fruitful. You have been chosen to bear fruit. But I want to point out one little word in here. It doesn't say that you might bear fruit. It doesn't say that, that you might bear fruit. It says, in my version that I'm reading from, and you might go and bear fruit. Say that to someone. Go. 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 That you might go and bear fruit. We're planted in the Lord, and we have the kingdom of heaven in us, and you're planted in this church. He's put you here. He's put you in a spiritual family. He's put you with spiritual parents. He's planted you. You know why some people never bear fruit, quite honestly? Because they don't allow themselves to be spiritually planted in a church, in covenant, in relationship. They just wander aimlessly without covenant relationship. What does covenant relationship produce between a man and a woman? Fruit, kids. We have to be planted in the house of the Lord where God puts us and he has chosen to appoint us. But as we are planted and put there, then what do we do? We go out 
And then we, what do we do? Bear fruit. Because God hasn't called you just to be in the house and receive. No, he's chosen you that you might go and bear fruit. Because this branch that is coming out from the vine, oh, this branch is going out. And where does it go? Oh, it goes to Walmart. Oh, it goes to work. Oh, it goes to school. Oh, wherever it goes, wherever you go, you are the branch. And as you are in Jesus Christ, he is branching out into the nation, the community, the city, your workplace. Go, 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 go. Go. And do you know as you go out in the power of the Holy Spirit, there's this dangling fruit that is everywhere. It's everywhere. And that dangling fruit is hanging on you. Go. Go and bear fruit. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just pray in the spirit for a moment. Oh, Lord, I'm praying that you would come and Lord, that you would bring the download of the Holy Ghost. Father, that we are to be a people that is a going people and a showing people, showing your glory and going where you might take us. And Lord, we're going to be a glowing people and we're going to be a glory people. Oh, Lord, bring the revelation that you've called us to go and bear fruit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know what I heard the Lord say this morning? That, that this is a time of dedication. That we're rededicating ourselves to the purpose, to the plan, to the future of what what he's called us to because he has chosen us for a special assignment, for a mission, for encounter, first for himself. You are chosen first for him that you might encounter him in a way that you have never encountered him. That can't be old hat. It has to be stirred up again. Why? Because there's more. There's more. There's more. I don't think you're hearing me this morning. I don't think you're hearing me. I don't think you are. Because we've heard it and we've heard it and we've heard it. But our spirit needs to hear it again. And we need to believe it and we need to ask for it and we need to seek for it. More of him, of his presence. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. A rededication. I'm saying this is a new season of dedication, of dedicating ourselves because we are appointed and we have been planted. It says that your fruit may be lasting, that it may remain and abide. You know, there's fruit in here that's here from 22 years ago. And then there's fruit in here that maybe is from two weeks ago. Don't you love that? 
God is so good. He wants to give us fruit from years to go, and then he wants to give us fruit from yesterday. Hallelujah. We had an amazing team of evangelists in our church yesterday, and I'm telling you, they were on fire. We had a big group, and we were, Arton was there and his lovely bride, and we went out on the streets. We were sharing. We had a young woman get saved at Dollarama. Isn't that awesome? And they said to her, we got the baptismal tank already. Do you want to come back? And do you know what a divine appointment? You see, if we're willing to go, God knows who we're appointed for. And do you know that she had been thinking and kind of meditating earlier that day? And she had had uh, like a night of torment in her dreams and her thoughts. And she had said to herself, not out loud to anyone, she had said, if I could just be baptized. And then these people come up to her and they're telling her about Jesus. And she gave her heart to the Lord. And they said, do you want to be baptized? And she said, yes. So this guy walked her over to, from the store, it was a few blocks, walked her over to the church and said, you know, Hello, this is Pastor Patty, and uh, this young woman wants to be baptized. And so we had to collect towels and everything. And do you know what a beautiful, just beautiful expression of God and how he wants to work? Because, see, she was appointed. And she was someone else's appointment. And she was chosen. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready to be somebody's appointment? I'm telling you, I was so excited. I came back and I was finding the Bibles and I was finding the new, you know, believers literature and we were getting the towels and we had our baptismal all set up. You guys better get ready. I think that's a prophetic word. You need a baptismal. That could be the next offering we take for it. Because we're getting these other two paid off quick. God is, has an appointment for you. You need to get in your spirit that wherever I go, I'm going for Holy Spirit. I'm going for Holy Spirit. And believe me, I'm preaching myself this morning. But he has something that he has appointed you to because he wants to bear fruit that lasts. And that souls for eternity. That's what he is after. And you know, many of us, we need, we want to see a move of God in the church. And I do too. I want to see a move of God in the church. But the move of God in the church is so that those out there can come in and get changed and transformed in here. And God is doing it. He is doing it. And you know what he's looking from you? Are you dedicated? You're chosen. Are you dedicated? Are you ready? Use me. Use me, Lord. Anybody? Let it be the cry of our hearts. And you know what the Lord has been saying to me? When I didn't have the cry, I needed to cry out for the cry. And if I didn't have that cry, use me, Lord, when I go to Walmart or use me when I go to the restaurant, I begin to challenge myself. 
And I, I began to, to say, Holy Spirit, who are you highlighting? Because when you start hanging out with these crazy evangelists, it rubs off on you. Why? Because the fivefold ministry is for the equipping of the... And who is that? That's you. That's me. And so I, w- I would say, Lord, who are you highlighting? Who do you want me to bless? Who do you want me to speak to? Who, who do you want me to pray for? Who do you want to plant a seed so that it might bear fruit? Maybe it's just a seed. But if, if you're appointed to plant it, then what a privilege. Because the word says that one comes and they water, and one comes and they, they whatever, it grows. God brings the increase. What kind of seeds are you planting? Because you're appointed. And this is what I command you. Well, no, I skipped part of that verse. It says, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may give to you. Now that's exciting. We want to get to such the place that we are so dedicated, that we are so one with him, that we are so in tune with him, that we are so consumed with him, that we know the power of Jesus Christ is within us. And as we go, he is going to use you to heal the sick, to cast out devils, to raise the dead. Why? Because you're appointed, you're chosen. And I want to say that the gathering place is appointed and chosen. The gathering place is appointed and chosen to be a key part of this next end time move of God's spirit. Are you ready? So many words about the third great awakening. Who needs to be awakened? Well, he do. We need to be awakened to our purpose, to what God has appointed us to, that we would go and bear fruit. And this is what I command you, that you love one another. It sounds so simple. Oh, but it's not so easy, is it? We need Jesus to put his love inside of us. That we're not so religious and not so critical and not so standoffish and not so busy and not so consumed and distracted with a a bunch. Now, forgive me of this because I'm not saying this about the church, but sometimes it can be religious activity. And I'm not saying that about being here and partnering with this amazing work. But do you know what I'm saying? Because if we have not intimacy then we're just going through the motions. God doesn't want us going through the motions. He wants us to be in motion. Being a part of this house and engaged in spiritual activity is one of the most important things you can ever do. But engage with your spirit. Engage with your whole heart. Engage with a new level of hunger. Engage with a new level of thirst. Engage with a new level of fire. Engage with a, a new outcry in your mouth. Because when you come in here, it is not just church as usual. It's an appointed time and season that whenever you walk in this door, you're going to come and you're going to cry out for the more like you never have before. 
And when you get it, you're going out there to take it to someone who desperately needs it. You need to cry out for a cry. Do you hear me? Let's rededicate ourselves. This is a house of prayer. I know that. Let's rededicate ourselves for this season. It's a new season. It's a new season. I want to say that again. It's a new season. It's a new season. Let's rededicate ourselves. And the Lord was speaking to me about being set apart. When you dedicate something, you're dedicating it to a purpose. Our first purpose is Jesus Christ and to be one with him. To love our Lord, our God, with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our strength. If he said it, we can do it. We just need to press into it. And say, Father, I thank you that you are a consuming fire, that you are consuming me, and I am loving you with all of my heart. Not the TV, not shopping, not some things that take our time and attention, and they're just wastes of time. Now, I'm not condemning you this morning, but I'm calling you to more. How are we going to step in to the next big, great awakening of God that we're crying out for if we're not ready to let go of some stuff that is just meaningless and worthless? Are you hearing me? Let somebody else go out and do whatever. But me, I'm dedicated. I'm consecrated. I'm set apart. There may be nothing wrong with what you're doing, but it's wrong for you. It's wrong for you. It's distracting you from something that is so much more important. Are you hearing me this morning? It's getting awfully quiet in here. I'm not criticizing you. I'm challenging you. Do you really want the more? Because if you want the more, there's something that you're going to have to lay aside. There's something that you're going to have to prune. There's something that you're going to have to circumcise. There's some flesh somewhere that has been crying for your attention. And the Lord is saying, put it aside and cut it off because I have a greater place of fruitfulness for you. If you could but see it, if you could but taste it. You know what? There's probably some people that wanted to, you know, sleep in yesterday and didn't want to shovel their driveways to get out of their seven inches of snow for an evangelism conference. I bought so much food. You know what I mean? Like food for like 100 people. And I thought, Jesus, 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 please let these people be hardy Canadians. Because when we woke up, there was about seven inches of snow. I'm telling you, some of them beat me there. They were so hungry to be in his presence. And they were so hungry to go out and share Jesus. Don't you think that somebody's flesh didn't want to get up and shovel the snow? Don't you think that somebody's flesh wanted to do something else on Saturday? Besides go out when it's cold and tell somebody about Jesus? But somebody did it. And then they led a little girl to our church, and she got baptized. 
and we prayed with her the tormenting things off of her life and her heart because somebody was willing to cut off their flesh that day so that they could go and bear what? Fruit. I see such a great season of fruitfulness coming here. It's time to rededicate. And now it's time to consecrate. A new season of consecration. A new season of consecration. A new season of dedication. And a new season of consecration. Hallelujah. I'm going to Philippians 3. This says, I press on towards the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Now, I, be I believe that that, of course, is speaking about we're going upward, the heavenly place that he's called us to. But I'm declaring over you, he's calling you upward. He's calling you to a new realm. He's calling you to a new hunger. He's calling you to a new zeal. He's calling you to a new passion. He's calling you to a new commitment for souls. He's calling you to a new place in the holy of holies. He's calling you to a new level of passion. Upward, I press on. Somebody needs to get tenacious in the spirit this morning. Because it's only the tenacious in the spirit that's going to cause us to press. Because if we don't press, we'll get depressed. We have to press on. So let those of us who are spiritually mature, oh, there's so many mature people here, full of the Holy Ghost, and full grown have the mind and hold these convictions. That's you. You need to have the mind and hold these convictions. Every part of your spiritual being needs to say, I'm not satisfied. I'm not content with where we are and where I am. But I'm pressing on towards the upward call of Christ Jesus that I may attain all, 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 that he is apprehended for me. Verse 16, it says, only let us hold true to what we have already attained and walk and order our lives by that. I'm going to skip ahead. I want you to go to verse 18. It says, for there are many of whom I have often told you, and now you tell you with even tears, who live as the enemy of the cross of Christ. Do you know that there are ones that were perhaps walking with Pastor John, Pastor Victoria over these number of years? Fallen away. They're not walking anymore. Maybe they're going to another church, or maybe they're not even going. Maybe they were up here at this altar, consecrated, laying down their lives, crying. I've seen moves of God in this place where there were tears on the carpet. Where? Where are some of those? Have they become enemies of the cross? There are many who will fall away in this season. Are you hearing me? Because there's a shaking coming. And sometimes we, as, as the body of Christ, we say, well, 
We just think if we give ourselves to Jesus, everything's just going to be a little bit better, more perfect. Yeah, it's going to be better, but it can be harder. Are you ready? I press on. I press on. Even when the hard times come, I press on. I press in. If persecution comes, what are we going to do? We're going to press on. We have to be a church that's ready. We don't know what the future is going to hold, but we have to be tenacious. It says, they are doomed, the ones who fall away from God, and their fate is eternal misery. Their God is their stomach, their appetites, their sensuality, and they glory in their shame, siding with earthly things and being of their party. Now, this is why I'm bringing this up, because the Lord said to me, a new level of consecration, a new level of dedication, and a new level of consecration. Consecration means when I set myself apart, I'm going to say those things may be okay for somebody else, but they are not okay for me because God is calling me into a deeper dimension of what and who he has appointed me for. Okay? You know, when the Nazarites took a vow, they said, oh, no razor will come and touch my head. No alcohol will come and touch my mouth. What they were saying is that I'm consecrating, and I want everyone to know around me that I have put myself, and I am setting myself as flint for what God has. What's God called you to consecrate in this hour? What is it? It's nothing compared to what he has for you. It's nothing compared to what he has for you. Maybe he says, turn off the TV at night and come spend time with me. It's nothing compared to what he has for you. It's nothing compared to what he wants to birth in you. Maybe, I don't know what it is. But in this time of consecration, God is issuing a call. And he's saying, will you put it down to take up with me? You can stay at the same place where you are right now. Or you can say, there's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more. And it's funny, when you get into that place of more, that other stuff, you're just like, why was I wasting my time? Because there's more, more of his presence, more of his power, more that he wants to outpour. What is he calling you to consecrate? I don't know what it is, but if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, I want you to answer the call because he has appointed you to go and bear good fruit that will last. You know, I remember one time, It was right before I came to Canada. The Lord was separating me in relationship. I had had a roommate for quite a number of years, like seven years. And then my mentor in Bible school, and I know I've told this story before, but it's what's coming to mind. My mentor in Bible school asked us to live with her rent-free. That sounded so good. You know what I'm saying? 
when you're a Bible school student and I, I was working part-time. And I came up here and we had a Holy Ghost time and over pizza, Dr. Russ began to prophesy me to me. And he said, there's someone that I am separating you from so that you can step into your future. And I knew that I knew that that was that relationship where, where uh, you know, my roommate and I had both been invited to live with my, my mentor in Bible school. Because rent-free sounds really good, and my, my roommate wasn't working. I was working part-time, but we were living by faith. We are Bible school students. And so I said, Lord, is that you? And I, I began to get silver dust on my hand. And I said, if that's really you, I want to see it on this side. Okay, I, I can accept it's here, but I want to see it on this side. And so I turned my hand over, and there, silver dust began to pop up on my hand. And this was all new for me. I thought these Canadians were crazy when they were talking about glory dust and all this stuff. But I was challenged to believe for the more. And so when I, I came home, and my roommate, as she said, you know, we have, we have got to talk about this decision. And I said, because I was putting it off. She was a, like a Jonathan and David partner with me. We, we had gone to Bible school together, gone to church together, done missions together. I mean, and it was painful. And I remember at one point in my life, I had said, you know what, Lord, I'm going to do what I want anyway. I'm just going to go live with my friend, even though I knew it wasn't God, because it would seem painful at the time. I'm going to do it anyway. Oh, but when God speaks... I knew that I couldn't do that. I knew I couldn't. And she said, well, we've got to talk about this. And I said, I can't. I can't do it. I said, I've, the Lord has spoken to me, and I have to be obedient. I can't move on. So she, she went, and at the end of the semester, she moved in with, with who had been our mentor. And do you know, that was a grieving process. I cried. I think we cried for a few weeks and she moved out, and God gave me another roommate that was, listen to this, Canadian, from the Toronto area for six months. And it was such a grieving process. And I tell you, sometimes the Lord is going to cause call you to kill something in your flesh so that the next new phase of your life can be born. Because if I had never severed that relationship, I would have probably just still been in Pensacola. Because God moved us from Washington, D.C. to Pensacola. And she didn't leave. She stayed there in Pensacola, living with our mentor for years and years. Which was God's will for her, but not God's will for me. He wanted me up and out to go. He wanted me to go to Canada. And he knew that this had to be severed. I want to ask you to go to the new place. What do you need to sever? What do you need to cut off? What do you need to consecrate? What do you need to kill? Because this Bible tells me that our fleshly appetites can so destroy things in our life that they can cause us to become an enemy of the cross. What kind of fleshly appetite is the Lord speaking to you that you need to kill? You need to sever. 
You need to repent of. You need to turn. You need to set aside because the Lord is calling us to a new place of a fasted lifestyle. I don't know what it means for you. Maybe it's fasting TV. Maybe it's fasting food. Maybe it's, it's fasting. By the way, if it's a sin, it's not fasting. It's called repentance. Somebody said, you know, they were going to fast such and such for Lent. And I'm like, that's not fasting. That's a sin. You shouldn't be doing that to begin with. You repent first and turn away from that. And then, okay, let's step into fasting. Why is fasting important? And I don't know why I'm going here, but we are in the season of Lent, are we? Why is fasting important? Because it kills something in us. There is a denial. There is a a physical hunger that is created so that a spiritual hunger can be rebirthed. Oh, we need a new hunger, church. We need a new hunger. 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 Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Verse 21, it says, who will transform? It's talking about the Jesus Christ. Let me read the verse before. Okay, but we are citizens of the state, the commonwealth, the homeland, which is in heaven. That's your identity. You're a citizen of heaven. You're a son. You're a daughter. And from it also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah as Savior, who will, say that word, transform and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of his glory and majesty by exerting that power which enables him even to subject everything to himself. See, we have a new season of dedication, a new season of consecration, and finally, a new season of transformation. Hallelujah. Through the glory and the deity and the power of Jesus Christ, who's transforming you and me into his image so that we might be his body. And bring him, his branches, an outgrowth of him that we might bear fruit and fruit that lasts. Oh, that his glorious power, his glorious power, his glorious power might be revealed in you and I. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? It might mean some dying. Oh, but we get the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. My God is a consuming fire. Let me ask you this morning, is he consuming you? Is he? Is he consuming you? When you go to bed at night, he's the last thing you think about. When you wake up in the morning, he's the first thing. You know, he said that we could pray without ceasing. I said, Lord, I don't understand that, but I want to be a living prayer every breath. When I'm awake at night and I'm sleeping, make it a prayer. 
Let my spirit be crying out to you even if I'm asleep. I want to be a prayer, a living prayer that is without ceasing. I want to be consumed by the fire of God. If you're here in this room and you say, you know what? I've never given my heart to Jesus. But I know that I need what these people have. If that's you, I want you to just lift up your hand. You say, you know what? I need Jesus. If I were to, to die tonight, I can't say I would go to heaven. I can't say for sure I would go to heaven. And I need to know. If that's you, I just want to give you this opportunity right now. Why don't you just bow your heads before the Lord? If that's you, I want to give you this opportunity. If you were to die tonight and you don't know that you would go to heaven and that Jesus would say, why should I let you into my heaven? Do you have the blood of Jesus covering all of your sins? If you're in this place and you know that you need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you've never given your heart to him or you need to give your life back to him, maybe you're one of those that fell away, I want to invite you to lift your hand up right now if that's you. I want you to listen to the Holy Spirit because he's drawing you. He's wooing you. He's asking you. He's calling you. If that's you, I want to give you the opportunity. Anyone in this place? I say, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want his sacrifice on the cross to pay for all of my sins so I don't have to pay for them and to go spend an eternity in hell. Anybody? Hallelujah. Serious times, serious measures. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to go through this prayer. Nobody raised their hand, but I feel like there's somebody here that's answering in their heart. So let's just pray this together. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I ask you to be my Lord, my Savior, my King. Forgive me of every sin. I turn my life around today, and I follow you. And Lord, I thank you that you give me eternal life in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah oh if you prayed that prayer in your heart and you really gave your heart to Jesus I want to ask you after the service to make yourself known to Pastor John Pastor Victoria hallelujah thank you Jesus I want to ask you in this place If the bridegroom were to come and were to look at your flask, where would your oil be? There's always more. There's always more. You know, every virgin fell asleep, but five were foolish and five were wise. And you know what? They knew they needed to get what? More. More. But at that point... 
some, some weren't even able to. But if you know in your heart that God is calling you to a new place of dedication, a new season of consecration, and that he wants to bring a new transformation in you. I just want to ask you to stand up on your feet this morning. You don't have to get, I don't want, it doesn't have to be massive. I mean, I'm just saying from your heart. From your heart. From your heart, you're saying yes. Let's just begin to pray in spirit. I believe there's several altar calls that the Lord is speaking right now. <clears throat> One of them, I, I feel like he's asking us to turn aside from distractions and busyness. And that there's some things that he's calling us to cut off and consecrate. It might be relationships. It might be activities. It might be hobbies. And if it's sin, it surely needs to be cut off. It needs to be repented of. But some of these things are not wrong. They're just not necessary. They're distractions. If you're hearing God in the quiet of your heart right now, and you know he's saying to you, I want you to put this aside. I want you to put it aside because you're appointed. And this is not what the best that I've called you to. I want to invite you to just come up quickly. Quickly, quickly, if that's you and you're feeling the conviction of the Holy Ghost, just come up here. Or you just want to, Lay it down at his feet. Lay it down. Come up quickly, quickly, quickly. Come on, come on. Quickly, quickly. Come on, come on. Quick, quick, quick. Oh, God, we're laying down. We're laying down this morning, God. Those things that have been like the little foxes, Lord, that have been distracting and have been coming against the fruitfulness of our vine. Lord, we're coming this morning and we're saying we consecrate and we set ourselves apart. And Lord, we're going after the more, the more, the more this morning. Whatever that is, I want you to just offer it up to him this morning and just say, Father, I offer that up to you. I want it to be a sacrifice. You know why they called it a sacrifice? Because it was a sacrifice. It was. Give him a sacrifice this morning, whatever it is. Whatever it is. Oh, Lord, we lay it down at your feet because we want to desire you more, more, more. Thank you, Jesus. 
I feel like there's some people in the room that they would say, you know what? I've been away. I have been away from you, Lord. I've been away from the place that I once was. And Lord, I want to step back into intimacy with you. If that's you, I just want to invite you to come forward right now. Step back into that place of intimacy, recommitment, rededication. Oh, please don't think that anybody's looking or caring because if you are hearing the Lord, please answer the call and the cry. Maybe you just want more. Maybe you just want to go deeper. Maybe you just want to go into his presence in a new dimension and a new level. I just want to invite you to come up. Come up. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, there's something that's so sweet here. Thank you, God. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, just take a moment. Just take a moment in his presence. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come and do a heart work on these right now, God. Lord, just work in the deepest part. And Lord, I'm crying out right now, oh God, that you would deposit a spiritual hunger in their hearts and their lives like they've never known before, oh God, that it would be something deep in their belly, oh God, a spiritual hunger and a spiritual thirst that would be revived, Lord, as we're stepping into the new with you in 2023, the new season for the gathering place, oh God. God, deposit a spiritual hunger, a spiritual hunger, a spiritual hunger that would be deep in their hearts. Oh, that would be released afresh and anew over their hearts, oh God. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, I'm praying right now, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, God. Fresh fire, a new hunger, a new hunger, a new thirst, oh God. If there's anybody else, I believe you can receive out there in your seats. I know you can. But, Lord, if there's anybody else that you feel like you're supposed to come up, I want to invite you to come up. I want to invite you to come up because I'm just going to go through quickly. I'm just going to lay my hand, touch quickly. I'm not going to prophesy or, or anything. I just want to touch my hand quickly. I'm just going to touch my hand quickly and come in agreement because I believe that as you come and you've consecrated yourself, that God is doing something fresh and he's doing something new. And I'm just coming in agreement with you. That's what I'm doing. 
I want you to stir your spirits up right now. Stir your spirits up. Stir your spirits up. Stir your spirits up. Stir your spirits up right now. You know what? This is a beautiful place of consecration. And I believe that there's something fresh coming upon the body. Oh, something fresh, a fresh fire and a fresh hunger. Oh, a fresh desire, a fresh desire for the Holy of Holies. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I come in agreement with those, Lord. You see their hunger. You see their hearts. You see the place, Lord, where they're even uh, uh, making sacrifice. And so, Father, I come in agreement. And Lord, we, we set this time apart, Lord, that a new season of dedication, consecration, and transformation, Lord. I speak it over them, and Lord, I just come in agreement, Lord, that this is going to be their season of greatest fruitfulness that lies ahead in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, fresh fire and fresh hunger, fresh fire and fresh hunger, Lord, fresh fire and fresh hunger, Lord. Oh, fresh fire and fresh hunger, oh God. Fresh fire and fresh hunger for Pastor Victoria, Pastor John. Fresh fire and fresh hunger, God. Oh, let it burn, which they need to birth in this season. Lord, let it be birth, the fresh and the new. Let it be birth, oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 the fresh and the new, Lord, the fresh and the new, the fresh and the new, a new fresh fire on my brother, fresh fire in the Holy Ghost, fresh fire, fresh fire. I just want to agree with Pastor John, fresh fire, oh God, fresh hunger, fresh zeal, fresh passion, fresh fire, Lord, burning in his heart like never before. Oh, and then, and, and the, the strength of a young man, oh God, coming upon him, oh God, oh, fresh physical strength. Fresh physical strength. Oh, thank you, God. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire. Fresh fire, fresh hunger, fresh zeal, fresh hunger. A fresh baptism of zeal and passion. Fresh fire, fresh fire. Fresh fire, God. Fresh fire, fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire, fresh hunger for the fire of revival. Fresh fire, fresh fire, Lord. Burn, let it burn, let it burn in my sister, oh God. Fresh fire of intercession. Oh God, fresh fire for my sister, Lord. Fresh fire, oh God, over my sister, over her, her husband, oh God. Fresh fire. Fire, fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire, Lord. Fresh intensity. Fresh zeal for evangelism. Fresh, 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 fresh. Fresh hunger. Fresh hunger and thirst, oh God, that they would go and that they would bear fruit. Fresh fire, fresh fire. Fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire. Fresh fire, Lord. Let it burn even with the intercessors, oh God. Fresh fire. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire over my sister, God. Fresh hunger, 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 hunger for the presence and the power 
power, for the presence and the power, God. Oh, God, over my sister, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh hunger, fresh zeal, fresh passion, oh, God. Oh, Lord, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn over them, oh, God. Fresh fire and zeal and passion, oh, God. Fresh fire, oh, God. Let it pour out upon them in a new measure, Lord. I'm believing for an impartation in the name of Jesus. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, God. Oh, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn. Let it burn, Jesus. Let it burn, oh God. Let it burn away everything that needs to be burned away. Every bit of dross. On my brother, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, a fresh fire upon his life, oh God. Oh, meet him in that place, oh God. Lord, I pray that you would burn, 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 Lord, burn, burn, oh God. Every bit of of, uh, religious resistance off of us, oh God, that you would burn, burn, burn in us, afresh and anew, God. Let it burn, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn, let it burn burn. Oh, new passion, new hunger, new zeal, fresh fire, oh God. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh fire, oh God. Oh, a fresh touch from the Holy Ghost over my brother, oh God. Oh, that your fire would burn out everything in his, his body that needs to be burned out in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are a consuming fire, God. Consume every sickness and disease. And Lord, let him burn. Oh, with passion, love, and zeal. And Lord, let your glory, Lord, your glory, your transforming glory be released in his life so we curse sickness and disease and we command it to live off of him in the name of jesus and we just release that miraculous power that power that power that quickens his mortal body in jesus name lord bless my sister lord fresh fire lord pour out upon her god pour out pour out pour out fresh hunger fresh zeal fresh passion oh god oh let it be stirred up for the fire of god lord they may be so discontent because they need to contend for you god Oh, a contending anointing to be released in this house, oh God, a fresh and a new contending for the more of you, God. We, we, we receive it. We accept it. We receive the commissioning, God. And Lord, we dedicate ourselves and put us ourselves aside for your purpose, for your plan. Lord, just fresh fire, God, fresh fire, fresh fire, Lord, fresh fire, God, fresh fire, Jesus. Fresh fire, Lord. Fresh fire over my brother, God. Fresh hunger, fresh zeal, Lord. Let it penetrate the very core of his being. Oh, give him a cry. Give him a cry, oh God. Give him a cry. Lord, I thank you for something new, something fresh. Something new and something fresh, Lord. Something new and something fresh. Fresh fire, God. Fresh hunger, fresh zeal. Oh, that they would contend for the more of the Lord, oh God. Oh, birth, 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 Lord. Birth, God. 
birth, even intercession in my sister, God, a new level of intercession, oh God, a new level, a new level, hunger and thirst, oh God, for righteousness. You said that we would be filled, Lord, when we hunger and thirst for righteousness, Lord. So let them be filled so that they can go out and spread it about in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, fresh fire over my sister. Fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh hunger, fresh zeal. And over my brother, Lord, fresh fire, hunger, oh God. Oh, let him be awakened even in the night season, oh God. Oh, that the intercession stirring upon his bed, oh God. Oh, fresh hunger and fresh zeal over my sister, Lord. Oh, that we would hear the cry coming out of your heart from her, oh God, that it would be birthed forth in the name of Jesus. Oh, that she would be a spirit birther, a spirit birther in the name of Jesus. Something fresh, fresh hunger, fresh hunger, fresh hunger, fresh hunger, fresh fire, fresh zeal. Oh, fresh dose of the Holy Ghost, fresh dose of the Holy Ghost, even upon my brother, Lord. Oh, fresh dose of the Holy Ghost, fresh hunger, fresh zeal. Jesus, 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 fresh and anew. Oh, God, birth something in you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Something new birthed, Lord, out of this spiritual womb, God. Let it come forth. A new cry, a new zeal, a new passion. Oh, God, that you would release it and birth it in intercession and in prophecy. Oh, God, I'm declaring a new authority even in that realm in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for these mighty men of God. Lord, release a new hunger and thirst over them, Lord, that it would be birthed afresh and anew. Oh, Father, that they would find themselves even awakened in the midnight hour. Oh, Father, I thank you for fresh fire, fresh fire, fresh hunger, fresh passion, fresh zeal. Fresh setting apart, oh God, in a new measure, in a new way, in a new realm. Finding their place, finding their rootedness, Lord, so that they might bear much fruit. Much fruit, Lord, much fruit. Fresh fire and zeal for Mario and his wife, oh God. Oh, I feel like God is doing, he, he's doing a, a, a deep work. It's a deep work. A deep work. It's deep in your heart. When you, you're, you're going to say, oh, I, I don't know if I received anything. Yes, you did. When you go home, something is going to have shifted. Your prayer life is going to have shifted. Your, your hunger level is going to have shifted. There is going to be and has been a shift in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for my brother. Lord, I thank you that he's called to be fiery. Lord, I thank you that as he ministers to the youth, and Lord, there, there's something that is deposited, that there's a fresh fire in the youth. There's a fresh fire in the young adults, oh God. Lord, there's a fresh fire birthed in his bosom and his belly, a fresh hunger and a fresh zeal. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We pray you were blessed by this message. We would also love to see you in person. 
Follow us on social media or visit our website at tgpoa.com to learn more. See you later this week.